Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Brada, brada, brada. I fly, bro. That is never stopping. Truck goes to the light. <laughs> cool story, bro. Footy pajamas. Hey, genius. It's, three, it's 2 p.m. Central. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Give him a big, Freddy. Give him a big. And as I put you down, my pants ripped. It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host, the 1983 Mr. Dixie Youth Grand Champion himself. Though we touched and went our separate ways, he's still my friend josh probably say hey josh mr big move himself <laughs> i am here richard lee how you doing i'm doing pretty good man i'm feeling a little bit raspy this morning or this afternoon or whatever i it is. would imagine so because you got your announcing thing going on I last did. night i did man I... you got to see fucking charlie dykstra yeah uh awesome dude man uh world's best timekeeper yeah and uh man you we had an mma show in jackson tennessee last night we did it was actually a decent turnout you know with the covid rules you still had things that you couldn't do and things you had to do and a limit the fighters could not french kiss it was weird <laughs> it was weird watching them fighting those big visors those <laughs> fucking face shields. Get him out of the headlock. His visor's coming off. <laughs> That's illegal now. I done told you that. Stop kicking him like that. The main event was a fucking plutonium suit match. <laughs> right. They could do whatever they wanted as long as the helmet didn't pop off. <laughs> I've heard that before, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those the, rust stops. The, the helmet has popped off a few times. I was like, well, I do take the pill occasionally. <laughs> Shit. So there is a chance. Oh, man. Uh, so you're just going to Google on your no, phone? No, you said Charlie, stuff. and I forgot I told him I would promote uh, <laughs> his upcoming show because he has a show himself uh, in Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro. Yes. Uh, it's going to be CFC's uh, light heavyweight championship fight that night, and that is in Middle Tennessee. Uh, I wish I saw a date on here. I do not see it, but it's at uh, 1660 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, Suite 8 in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Masks are required. It's the CFC Cage Fighting Championship. That's the one run by Jonathan Ivey. Who, Our buddy Jonathan Ivey, man. I told I told Charlie last night. I was like the leg lock monster himself. I was like, after, I didn't know. I was like, I told Charlie. I was like, I didn't know who Jonathan Ivey was before we did that interview. And I was like, we watched a few little things, and I was like, that's pretty funny. I was like, but then I start seeing him pop up everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like when I was doing the bodybuilding shows. You didn't and, realize. Yeah, I didn't know who the people were that I was I doing this for. I knew it was a big deal when he came on. Yeah. I, I knew. I did I, you know, and it was kind of like these bodybuilding shows. I was doing them for like Dexter Jackson and uh, uh, what was that guy, other guy's name. See, I don't know now. But then like a week later, I'm walking through the uh, through through the Walmart <laughs> and, and I see a magazine. I'm like, oh, that's the dude I worked for last week <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on Muscle and Fitness. Yep. Oh, and there he is again on that other magazine. And I remember telling somebody about Dexter Jackson. They're like, he was a Mr. Uh, he was like Mr. Olympia. Mm -hmm. Like he, he won that. You know, the, the I was like, oh, it's big time shit, man. Yeah. I was like, well, I, I, I know him. I did a few of his shows. So. But when you're not in that world yeah. and you're not attached to it 
you're you kind of just you don't you you see it for what it was you know i worked for dexter he was right. a good guy blah 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 right. but like to somebody else who is really attached to it like oh my fucking god yeah you know it's like it's kind of like the michael buffer when he called Bret hart brett clark or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah and wrestling fans and wanted like, to fucking fuck? <laughs> get the torches out and fucking go burn his fucking house down right. he's like no this man knows boxing right. he, he can tell you about a little kid from uh south uh, Puerto Rico that is a hell of a boxer. He can tell you everything about him. That's what he knows. He's right. not a wrestling guy. You right. know, Brett Clark. Brett Clark. The, fuck? the hitman. Brett Clark. Hitman. <laughs> Brett Clark. <laughs> what the fuck? That that is the number one thing that you worry about. I, I had so many because it's been over a year since I did an announcing gig. So I've had so many like gaffes last night that like before I went I had that confidence like I'm the shit. I got this. Like, because I had done the weigh-ins the night before where, you know, I was announcing everybody's weight, and I, I made the uh, mistake of listening back to that on Facebook Live, and I was like, holy shit, I had, nothing prepared, I had nothing prepared, and I sounded awesome. Yeah. I'm going to nail this. No, the first thing I did was I forgot um, the, the singer of the national anthem's name because they changed it last night, and I was like, oh. Here is this lovely well, young lady. Right before I came up. <laughs> Uh, the promoter's wife or she, co-promoter, she came up to me and she was like, "Hey, can you announce him as recording?" Ryan's wife, or... uh, uh, yeah, Ryan's wife. Yeah. He's, she's like, "Hey, can you announce him as recording artist?" He's like, "She's like, my dad's being a bit of a diva." <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing. It, it wasn't her dad that was singing. It was just I think it was like a relative of hers. Yeah. And they're like, "You better announce him as recording." And I just <laughs> laughed. I was like, "Yeah," but for some reason, I don't know why that threw me off. So when I got in the ring to announce him, I was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, to sing our national anthem, recording artist." And he's like, "Rod Butler." <laughs> in the background. But the only thing that saved me, I was like, "Yeah, man, I was getting winded." That wasn't the truth. <laughs> I just, had COVID last week. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm winded as hell. Uh, that wasn't the truth. I was just I forgot. I forgot his name. I went blank. And uh, but the thing that helped me is he was like, yeah, he told me like uh, earlier, he's like, I wrote down. He actually made an he, I don't know if he made an announcement or told me that he had the words for the national anthem because it yeah. had been a while and he got to the <laughs> middle of it and messed it up like he's like, uh, <laughs> when it got been to a the, while for something yeah, in school. I was like, can you see by the duns are they like, oh, so proudly we have and he's like, uh, <laughs> Twilight's last gleaming motherfucker. Damn. And the twilight's last gleaming. It's like he hit that, and I was like, and then he realized his first, he's the second line through. He was like, nope, and he got that dreaded like, <laughs> boo, <laughs> you know, like the laughing boo. But he started over, and I was like trying to. To his credit, he did it over and did it right. And so, is there a stream of this somewhere? I don't know, but I wish I could find. I'm sure somebody recorded it. Oh, I bet it's a gym. Yeah. So, but yeah, and then like a couple fights later. I said the second fight of the afternoon. <laughs> it was like nine o'clock. <laughs> I was like afternoon, night. It is not like second time I did. I did it twice. This where afternoon, I said, where I said afternoon, ladies I and like, gentlemen. I woke up at one p.m. today. <laughs> this afternoon, I'm a bit of a shit person. Now, seriously, <laughs> and I don't you, work nights. You are the only person that I know 
that like their daughter stays up with them until like fucking four in the morning. We were like, up till one last night. Seriously, like <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that shit when I was a kid, but I knew that was not normal. Right. You know what I mean? Like my parents didn't do that with just me. Just a night out. You're man. just like, hey, let's watch some YouTube videos. Fuck, it's four o'clock. It'll be okay. <laughs> and you and the kids sleep till like fucking one the next day. <laughs> Uh, we were up. And at, you're like, oh, huh, I just got up. I'm like, I've been up for fucking nine hours today. I'm the only motherfucker I know that gets up at like 4 a.m. Well, on ingra- his day off. It's ingrained in you with your father and everything. Yeah, I got to get up and fucking do some yard work and shit. <laughs> Son's yeah. almost out. Goddamn, go. you should be halfway done with that yard. Got to go work on a towboat motor. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to work on a barge today, Hell, son. It's 7 o'clock. <laughs> that one got me. Hell, it's 7 Seven o'clock, day's half gone. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> we got to go bomb some beaver dams. <laughs> You're looking at Seriously. your Facebook. You're looking at our Facebook feed like, Richard just went to bed. <laughs> I, I think I think about like this day and age and all that shit. And, oh, boy. Dude, I, one of the last like um, big hoorah things that I remember like me and my dad doing when I was a kid. Like I have all these fucking memories. <laughs> Measuring dicks. And I told him I didn't want none of this shit no more and I left. No. Hadn't talked to him in three Dude, years. <laughs> I remember I remember so much shit from like three years old. I thought you were going to say three years ago. No. <laughs> That's not an accomplishment, Judge. Three years old and on you know what i mean but like whenever i got about 10 years old we stopped doing so much because i wanted to watch the black box and all that bullshit but (laughs) porn affected my (laughs) that sounds like a book title speaking of which we're gonna have lance on a little bit talk about his book but that sounds like a book title porn affected my family's relationship (laughs) (laughs) but man i remember one of the last like Big things were were me and my dad and a group of fucking people went and did something. Um, we I was like maybe, I don't know, eight or nine years old, something like that. We got some fucking dynamite. And, <laughs> like we put, went fishing. Put that in, put that like uh, in in today's perspective. You know, like how sensitive things are. I mean, you can't even get C four anymore. You know what I mean? Like. We had a bunch of fucking dynamite in a bag or whatever, and our idea was we were going to go bomb some fucking beaver dam. <laughs> and I didn't. It know was really retaliation for what they'd been doing to us. <laughs> you know, they were restricting the water flow, fucking up the fishing. But I still don't have an idea why the fuck we went and bombed those fucking poor beaver dams, uh, those beavers' dams, rather. And, dude, it was one of the the most dangerous fucking times of my childhood. And I say that because I remember being about, I don't know, it was probably 40 feet up from whatever water source we were at at the time. Mm. And it was one of them old railroad bridges. Yeah. But the cross ties were the only thing separating me with like 40 foot drop into whatever river we were at. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did and y'all I, have an old southern movie moment where you're running from the train no, with dynamite? <laughs> it was me. Like, I'm in the middle. Because my dad, he was like, you get in the middle of me and old Billy Joe or whatever the dude's name was. Yeah. And it was... The guy whatever, you want helping save your kid's life with yeah, dynamite. Yeah, the half-drunk, pilled-up guy. <laughs> you know... <laughs> he's in front of me. I mean, like, he's like a younger guy or whatever. He yeah. was in his 20s at the time. But <laughs> I, I had only met the guy, you know, that day. And it was 
we'll just call him Billy Joe or yeah. whatever. He was the dynamite expert. Yeah, the, 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 the C4 yeah. man. We didn't have pyrotechnics. He was just the dynamite expert. Billy Joe, he's the one who can get the dynamite half his, price. His name ain't really Billy Joe. He don't tell anybody his real name. Hey, just yeah. call me BJ, partner. Yeah. yeah. We don't get into specific. We don't, we don't talk about where I live. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to say specifics. Right. Specific. Specific. We, we just ain't going to talk about what it says on my mail. All right. All right. Now, don't tell your mom about any of well, this, you a okay? damn cop? Quit asking questions. I'm just wondering why we're bombing these beavers' houses. <laughs> don't you worry about it, you little shit. Was that BJ or was that your... <laughs> Is that your dad? Both. Oh. They're both yelling at me at the Quit same time. Quit being a pussy. <laughs> Light the fuse. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, dude, I'm in between Billy Joe and my dad. Yeah. And we're walking on... It's like... I mean, it, to a fucking eight, nine-year-old kid. Yeah. And, like, you're, I'm looking down the whole time. Yeah. And, like, both of them are like, don't look down now. Just keep going. <laughs> How am I supposed to throw the dynamite on the beaver houses if I don't look down, like, Daddy? I might fall, Daddy. I might fall. I wear a size five boot. <laughs> <laughs> it goes right through this. Right. <laughs> right through this. <laughs> but I'm having to watch the fucking railroad ties. And we're, I'm like, like I said, it's like 40 feet up. And yeah. I don't know how to fucking swim, mind you, at right. this point in my life. I don't like, care. If you're falling 40 feet, you're probably going to hit that water and break a lot of bones. Probably so, <laughs> you know. But I remember, like I said, I'm walking and it's like, now just keep walking. Don't be looking down, blah, blah, blah. You know, and like I said, we bombed a bunch of fucking beaver dams that day. <laughs> and I don't know if they got in trouble or whatever, but that was like the last group activity I ever yeah. did with my dad and a group of people. <laughs> you were eight? <laughs> And that was probably just because. And we bombed a bunch of fucking goddamn uh, <laughs> shit in the woods. You know what I y'all, mean? Y'all let an airstrike on some beavers. There were fucking kids that got <laughs> investigated by Homeland Security a few years ago for making them goddamn bombs. Yeah. The one that um, you they didn't. Aluminum. Prop- yeah, and aluminum and that uh, the plumber's um, shit. You put you, it in a bottle. Yeah, and then shook it up. The guy threw it under the bus at Southside a few years ago or whatever. Huh. I I didn't well, know anything about that. It was a big that. thing. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, well, goddamn, like 15 years before that, <laughs> I was using dynamite in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I was throwing those big cartoon bowling ball bombs down there. <laughs> it's all Billy Joe can get. <laughs> well, what a time I was living in, right? <laughs> oh, there's still a beaver in there. Look at his tail fly that far off. <laughs> hey, get the kid to like that one. <laughs> did you have a lighter? Did you have one of those pikes that you get for the job? <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest, man, because my dad's on Facebook and shit now. What? Well, I'm he will saying, be friended. No, tonight. I'm, I'm saying he uses my mom's account. Oh, you know, he, yeah, he yeah. uses that account to yeah. look at the damn it, the fucking uh, the worn ads, the for right. sales, and all that. And right. He's, he's a bit a, of a shopper. He's the goddamn galloping gourmet <laughs> when he's not looking at the worn ads. You know. Right. I mean, he, he's even got my son in on the cooking. Yeah. Yeah, but. I seen my mom made another galloping gourmet post. We got to have a cooking show with your dad. Oh, dude. I guarantee you it'd be fucking, it would have like a million views. Could you at least go over there and record it just for us to watch and play the audio on the show? Now, look, when you put them goddamn eggs in that <laughs> cast iron, 
you don't let it sit too long because you burn my goddamn pot up. You still have it. You do that, there. I'm gonna whoop your ass. That motherfucker was your great grannies. I'm still, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting on you to come back with some audio. Dad, how would you hunt this giraffe? How would you hunt this hippo? Hey, you know I'd what I mean? see that motherfucking neck poking up from a mile away. <laughs> I shoot that motherfucker with. Even if it is short and sweet, I want some audio. Just, just record it on your phone for me. He just, literally told me. He told me. Yeah. He said, "Boy, he said your granddaddy he killed a fucking many of goddamn hogs. And I'm talking about a goddamn many of them, triple digits, <laughs> triple digits." <laughs> and he said he did all of it with a 22 caliber rifle. Now look, like. Literally, for a million dollars, I would let you shoot me in the chest with a twenty-two <laughs> caliber rifle. Not over the heart or anything. I mean, maybe on the, yeah, maybe yeah, on the left side, the, or the right side, right side. Just in the chest. <laughs> I would let you do that. Like that's that's how it is. Can you imagine how precise you got to be? Then you do the Brett Clark thing and pull off the bulletproof. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. But <laughs> it's the I, Goldberg Bret Hart thing. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Brett Clark. Brett Clark. But yeah, man, you got to be super precise. And there's there's motherfuckers in Louisiana. Oh, there's a lot of motherfuckers in Louisiana. That hunt alligators oh, yeah. with a 22 caliber rifle. Yeah. I mean, and you know, when you're when you're that close, you got to be precise. You know, that's all I'm saying is he used to brag about his dad being fucking uh um killing triple digits in hogs with a 22. You know. Like uh but I don't know that he would be that entertaining. Right. And like, how would. would you hunt this or that? He'd be like, well, hell, I'd have a twenty two and well, a paper clip and that's a how you paper have to airplane. Make it. That's why you'd have to make it like mythical creatures and stuff, too. Like, How would you hunt a vampire? Yes. How would you hunt Dracula? Hell, I'd have a twenty two, some garlic. I'd get old <laughs> brother John to bless some water. I got out of the goddamn gardening thing. Right. Werewolves. Yeah. A mummy. You know what I mean? Like, how would you hunt this? How would you stop the threat? What I'd do, I'd melt one of them Kennedy half dollars down. <laughs> I still got bullet. like 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got like a stash of old money somewhere. I'd melt it in, a- into a 50 caliber bullet. <laughs> like your granddaddy's sniper rifle used to have. <laughs> But you know that is an old person thing. They collected old money. Yeah, like my grandmother had like half because they honestly and, believed yeah, that it would once, fucking go away. At some right, point, right. You know, I, I think my mom still got like a two dollar bill that was like mine. Yeah, and like it was my grandmother. Thanks, she didn't it. have a three dollar bill. Huh? <laughs> Your mom had a three dollar <laughs> bill. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, But yeah we're gonna have Lance on here in a few minutes Speaking uh, of <laughs> Didn't mean to make that segue yeah. uh, we're That's gonna the have, way I took it Yeah well I didn't uh, We're gonna have Lance here on in a minute to talk about his book uh, And me and Josh have been catching up Lance is a good guy You know you wanna go check out his book Go check it out at Amazon It's called All the Right Notes And uh, to get back to the CFC Josh The CFC uh, there was a date on there. I just missed it. The date is Saturday, March 6th. So if you're in Middle Tennessee, want to go see some cage fighting action, it's Saturday, March 6th. And uh, we're going to get ticket info on that for you soon. If you are in the borough region, Nashville, the borough, and you're a fan of Jonathan Ivey, and you like good cage fights, that is the place to be. Yeah. Well, if you like good cage fights, 
And you like good shirts, Josh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying to make the connection there. I'm not sure we have any cage fighting shirts, but we got go an ahead. E- we got an ECW shirt. It's got uh, barbed wire on it. It's got barbed wire on it. It's the P3 Radio team that is fashioned like the cage fighting shirt. But we got that one and a lot of others over at tinyurl.com slash P3 Radio Tees. You can help us out by going over there right now and checking out one of our mini t-shirts. Josh, what are some other shirts? What's some other shirts we got over there? I'm going to tell you, one of the most entertaining shirts that we have right now, I mean, just in my mind, is Freddy's Front Yard Slaughterhouse, and that's a memoir of uh, when Uncle Freddy went and got the calf and some uh, piglets, if you will, <laughs> and they slaughtered them all in that side yard in that uh, Bemis house over there on C Street, my man, and we got, uh, like you said, the ECW t-shirt, we got the podcast cover art t-shirt, and so much more, and the way you're going to do that, get to those t-shirts, tinyurl.com slash p 3 radio Tees. That's your t-shirt hookup, baby. All right, Josh. It's very rare that I get to play this song, but that means we've got the one and only Lance Levine, who is also a Goo Goo Dolls fan, on the phone with us. And we're going to be talking to him about a lot of things. But first, Lance, welcome to P3 Radio, man. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here, as always. Thanks for having me in from the green room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> truth there is, no, there were no snacks. What the hell? Yeah. Truth is, we uh, we got a cabin. We don't have a green room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a stabbing cabin. The green yeah, room man. is right outside, and it doesn't mean like outside this room. It's just outside where all yeah. the trees are. <laughs> it's like 15 degrees out here in this green room. What the shit? Yeah. <laughs> we keep you it cold. Tell me the, I had to bundle up. That's where it. we keep the leaf blower and yeah. the chainsaw. Only during the and winter. The bodies. Though. <laughs> but man hey what's going on man I, we uh we were talking about uh we got a little time with you before the show started and we were talking about junk food and i was like why don't we talk about this on the air <laughs> sure absolutely so we were talking about all kinds of new stuff that josh has found and i've been finding so we we're talking about the um coke with coffee the prospects of that how bad that's gonna be but i those are there's three of them sitting in my fridge right now there's a regular a vanilla and i think a caramel so i know you like caramel josh so you might like that like i said the caramel coconut oreos man mm-hmm. i found those in martin tennessee yesterday martin the were they martin. like in a store or you just He's found them the like man. on the side of the road or yeah. what? <laughs> it was from a guy named martin <laughs> they were just they were just giving jimmy, them out jimmy had them at the I, gas station i went yeah. to a love truck stop in martin tennessee of course josh gets better after his butthole surgery and goes <laughs> to a truck stop shocker I, I gravitate towards them you know i mean that's just the way it is but yep. yeah literally i found the samoan of oreos and yeah. like yep. like a lot of people you know i am addicted to the uh samoan cookies that the girl scouts sell <laughs> the and samoan at the truck stop or the samoan i thought it was cookies? a tamina i thought you were going tamina on this one or something i i honestly think she would be my type i mean she's built my way you know I, oh my god like a guy I, not no. even sure she's a woman but that's besides <laughs> both with that way no seriously yeah. i like a big uh, woman i like a bigger woman that, that's just me you know you know one that could really Nia, kick my ass Nia no Jax. seriously it's like one that i kind of look at and i'm like I'm not sure I could whip her ass. 
That's so, sexy as hell. <laughs> like, there is, she might could are, beat my ass. You guys ass. are going to think I'm crazy, but at the beginning of all the WWE shows where they do the montage where, you know, it starts with Hogan slamming Andre and all yeah, those little right. clips, there's a clip of Stephanie, like a up-close of Stephanie that every time I see it, I think it's Tamina. And I'm like, am I out of my fucking mind? They look nothing alike, but there's just something about the way Stephanie has her hair in that clip that it looks like Tamina. So watch it. When you guys are watching any WWE show at it's, the beginning, you'll see it, what I'm talking about. It's, it's towards the, the left hair, side of the screen. It's the crazy. Curly, the curly hair and the snarl that she yeah. has on her face. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally with the Tamina. thing. Can we talk wrestling for just a second? Is Tamina, and David Flair, like the worst second-generation wrestlers of all time? Probably uh, <laughs> David Flair before uh, David Tamina. David Flair. Yeah, that one's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Does, uh, does uh, what's his name, David Arquette, have a kid that's in the business yet? Is he? <laughs> Not yet. I don't know. I know he has kids, but I don't know if they're in the business. They will be. So, I remember, I remember yeah, when I was, I was younger. How about was, uh, Garrett Bischoff? What about that guy? He yeah. was never anything special. Well, I, was, I wasn't watching TNA at that point. Oh. So, I mean, I kind of lost it when That's Hogan Richard's screwed it way up. That's way of saying, well, that motherfucker might as well not have existed <laughs> to me. <laughs> a blip on the radar. Yeah. That's, like saying, that's, like saying, that's like saying, how fast could a unicorn run? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not real. So, All right, so back to Oreos. Yeah. I was telling you guys, they have the new Java chip is the new Oreo. Uh, the other one is the knockoff hazel or the knockoff Nutella. It's just called hazelnut cream because they didn't yeah. want to pay the royalties for Nutella for the name. And then, of course, <laughs> the gluten free ones, which I'm highly looking forward to those. Yeah, right. So I just I, I am actually going to try ones, those because I want to put them side by side with the regular and see if I can tell the difference. Definitely. The, glu- the gluten free ones that me and my wife seen at this local Walgreens that we were at was uh, double stuff gluten-free. So yep, that's I what I have. I have I it cannot... sitting on my table, ready to go. It's in line behind all the other... Uh, I went to this... Um, they opened this new Chinese... Um, like a, it, I want to call it a Chinese supermarket because that's pretty much what it is. It's the size of an entire supermarket. It's all focused on Chinese stuff. Wow. And I found so much. Like I got a half dozen bags of different Frito-Lay products that are in Chinese. <laughs> like you can barely tell what they are, but they had English like subtitles, I guess, as it were on the labels <laughs> and uh, are on the uh, shelves rather. And you could actually tell it was like seaweed and I don't know. There's all kinds of crazy flavors. So those are next on my queue of uh, junk food that I got to try. Did you, find any, did you find any pickled cats at that place? <laughs> I think I did, actually, yeah. There was, uh, I was going to say. I, I went nowhere near the meat, uh, the, yeah. the deli counter. Is nowhere there, near the Is deli there a counter. discount on COVID-free bats for sale? <laughs> <laughs> there was no wet bar, as it were. <laughs> they didn't have any wet bars there. Uh. But they actually, you know what? The, the, the thing is, you go into this building. It's really cool. It's actually only about a mile from where I live in Chicago. And you go in the building, and it's a just a gigantic escalator to get to the floor where the actual store is at. And then when you get to the top, they do a COVID, like they do the temperature screening. It's like some kind of weird like you have to stand in a spot and they zap you with a, a beam you know to determine that you don't have it or yeah. whatever it's probably just a temperature thing it's probably just a thermometer but it's pretty cool they actually they would not let you in until you took this little test that's how it is so. at my work man when i gotta fucking put my hand up to the shit and fucking walk through the thing and then do some shit on my phone then i'm good yeah, they don't check your ass, or is that some uh, is that something else? I'm thinking. Well, uh, that's a that's actually a fucking bar that we were gonna pull up. Oh. Uh, 
Seriously, yeah. Um, Josh, like, if you want to get into this yeah, before go ahead, go ahead. Uh, we do, we'll talk about the book right after. Yeah, we talk like about before anuses. we get into your book stuff, like <laughs> we can talk about assholes perfect... and shit before we talk about my book. You have no idea what this means to me. Like, right. It's like my god, and uh, this this was not a pre-planned segue thing. Like Lance was just uh, organically rolling with the flow, <laughs> right? There and ironically, that is one of our subtitles. This is uh, on the Asian and Pacific portion of the Washington Post. It says... Josh China- is a deep reader. Yes, extremely <laughs> deeply deep. He goes like deep the, dives with the, his news. The, yeah, like the Mariana Trench or whatever. The the goddamn, it says here, China... Another roll- stripper name. Yes. Yeah, Hazelnut Spread. <laughs> Mariana, Mariana Trench. Trench. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like Marinara Trench. Wouldn't that be Those something? girls are on the day shift, as I, yeah. as I said before. Hazelnut Spread and Mariana Trench. Yeah, uh, yeah. Full disclosure, <laughs> I have the, ate Marinara out of... Uh, I've ate marinara out of plenty of trenches in my the business. <laughs> that sounds like code. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it is. Code. It is. Uh, old truck and, stops. Yeah. And it says uh, <laughs> the story here from the Asian Pacific uh, portion of the Washington Post. <laughs> you can just say from the Washington Post. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like, I feel like, page, like they have cartoons and yeah. like you know the I word like, seek puzzles like, next to it or something i feel like the rest of america didn't get this like uh this little footnote <laughs> it was just for it says asian, asian and pacific. pacific in the uh the little cliff note but it says china rolls out anal swab coronavirus <laughs> test Saying it's more accurate than throat method. That now, sounds like a line. That sounds like a line you give your wife, right? Oh my god! Hey, come on, this is more accurate. Come on, like this. This will cut two minutes off of it. Just don't just... mix up those swabs, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, that one's used. Right. Put it down. Put it down. Oh my god! Uh, but I mean, really, can you imagine being in China and you know? You've had to deal with all the scrutiny yeah. and like, oh, it came from China. Y'all motherfuckers. I think you know? this story comes from South Korea, doesn't it? Because it says Seoul. It does. Doesn't South Korea have Seoul? They got Seoul. <laughs> they got Seoul. They really do. <laughs> They're super bad. But it says months-long lockdown. Entire city populations herded through the streets for mandatory testing. Like, you snort there. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to breathe. I'm excited about the anal swab. I'm just so excited about the anal swab. Other people going through what I went through. Oh, my God. When is the anal swab getting a Jackson? I've I've had a a lot of anal play in this last month. It had nothing to do with COVID. Oh, my God. Man, it had... uh. Oh, it's it's been disastrous. But it says the people of China could be forgiven for thinking that they had seen it all during the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> now we're but going to now, no, I can't do the accent. But now <laughs> they fun. face a Canceled. new indignity. Yeah. The addition of anal swabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you read that right. Yes, you read that right. To the testing regiment for those in quarantine. <laughs> like not only do you got to stay in quarantine or whatever? But they're like, yeah, we're, we're just going, uh, fuck that nose shit. Oh, man. We're just going to stick this Q-tip up your ass. Can you imagine the drive-through methods for these, like, in, <laughs> in China? Like, like yeah, just, the moon out the car yeah. I'm going to need you to roll that window all the way down, player. I can't get this anal swab. Wait, is there. that swab as long as that thing that they shove up your nose? <laughs> that, that thing's like a foot long. I'm like, this thing will be coming out your fucking belly it's button. It's probably two foot long. I was going to say, if they're trying to get to your nasal ass. cavity from your ass, it's got to be pretty long. 
This seems like a real scam. Like, this is somebody like, that hey, just... I got an idea. Everybody's getting tested. Let's try and do something to play with people's asses. Well, it yeah. says Chinese state media outlets introduced the new protocol in the recent days, prompting widespread discussion and some outrage. And it goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, let's just go ahead and do it. No do problem. Not, no need for discussion. You do not know ahead. how hard I'm trying not to do the stereotypical accent. <laughs> I want to at every turn, and then I think about my job. <laughs> so, but Some yeah. fucking fed up Asian guy. He's like, you ain't shoving shit up my ass. Yeah, we, we, that's, that's, that's <laughs> not happening. My ass roll. <laughs> yeah. It's like some fucking Chinese yeah. redneck. Some yeah. Chinese redneck. <laughs> oh, like just, they just fucking mines for a living. And it's like, you know, it's just like us. Uh, not, not you, Lance, but like us. <laughs> like us Southerners. <laughs> yes. It's like, you so gotta put nothing there, up my ass. <laughs> are there, do they give you guidance like the night before? Like, you can't eat anything. You can't eat any chili, for right. crying out loud. You know, don't eat any burritos if they have burritos in South no Korea. No duck sauce, motherfucker. You're not, <laughs> yeah. no duck sauce before we put the swab you in have to, How, seriously, you you probably have to fast for a day before well, you do it or something. Or they probably well, make you drink that know. shit that'll make you go to the bathroom. What is it that they do to pigs? They feed them like a whole shit ton of corn yeah so it like cleans their go. insides yeah, yeah so it's like and now i want to do the accent again <laughs> <laughs> just do so, the point do porky pig or something i don't think there's any pig snowflakes out there that are going to complain it's, it's kind of uh, like uh, it, i was listening to this p3 radio show and the guy imitated a pig well I, I want, it's I want, unacceptable not being unacceptable. able to do the accent and wanting to do the accent which would get me in trouble is like Hearing the ice cream man drive down the street, but you got Hagen Dazs in the fridge. You're, right. you're like, it's just not the damn same. I can't, I can't just go get ice cream out of my fridge. There's a man in a questionable van with questionable ice cream. I've got to have that ice cream. He ain't even playing Just ice like cream man music. He's playing Master P. Like, what the fuck? Stop. Drop. <laughs> Let him down. Open up shop. <laughs> what y'all bitches want? <laughs> Is that the instructions on the anal swap? Yeah. Stop and drop. <laughs> Shut it down. Open up shop. <laughs> exactly. Check every motherfucker at the door. Oh, my God. Uh, now, that was on the Asian Pacific uh, edition of the Washington Post? It Pacifically. Was. Specifically, <laughs> oh, yes. I'll have to see if they offer that in Chicago, or you yeah. found that online, I guess. It's a, well. Well, it says here, recovering patients have said that they have tested positive through samples in the lower digest the digestive tract, even days after you know they've had the nasal and the throat method come back negative. So they're like, uh, well, we shoved this thing up your ass, and it's saying that you're still positive, even though we've done this throat thing. So, well, uh, I think you still need to stay in your house. I'm I'm gonna say I don't like this, but it's still better than what's coming. You is think the it's urethra. just an excuse for butt oh. stuff? No, I think what's coming next is well, we can get a more accurate on a urethra <laughs> swab. So we're just gonna take swab. this thing thing yeah. that looks like a car antenna and shove it up there. <laughs> oh God! Oh. I, if I pass out, it's because you're talking about that. So if I suddenly go silent, it's because you're talking about shoving stuff in your urethra. That that turned on or just painted? yeah, just the. <laughs> Opposite. I'm blinded with fucking pleasure. We I'm had just a gonna uh, pass out. at one time we had a yep. uh, we had a relationship, not a relationship, I guess a friendship <laughs> would be the better way. So when we were kids, we had yeah. a friendship with this officer who uh, who worked uh, at the skating rink. He was like that was his side job, and we were like what uh -huh. 14, 15 years old, yeah. and he would tell us horrible, 
horrible things that he had heard and seen. Like dudes shoving crochet well, needles up their fucking well, urethras the and shit. Rink? Yeah, like, well, we were the older kids. We didn't have kids. anything better to do. No, we, we were damn near driving age, and we would come in there, and he well, would talk, talk to, to us. talk to the cop about gross stuff. Yeah, and he liked us, so he would tell us, and, you know, he, he trusted us, I guess. I guess at any point we could go, guess what Officer Brown said? <laughs> But he uh, he told us there was this one guy that got oh his boy, here we go. th- that got his jollies from taking. Uh, now a lot of the younger kids that are listening probably won't remember this, but back in the day we. I had, hope to God we don't have no <laughs> younger kids. Much, listening. Yeah, I'm hoping that's not Seriously. a demographic that you're appealing to with the uh, urethra stories. Oh, I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids and I can't do it. Y'all are stifling me. All right, so so at one time or another we had these things called landlines that were connected to the house. Uh, the phone was connected to the house with a wire. It almost looked like an internet cable, like a landline, uh, but it was really small. Uh, well, what this guy liked to do is he liked to take the tin snips and cut the end off of that wire oh. and take it and push it into his urethra yeah. until oh, he got God. to his point, which he would just yank it out. Oh, like, my God. Like he was trying to start a... Start a weed eater. Just wham. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably make the same noise if you did that to me. Shit. So apparently one time uh, he shoves it in and he goes to rip it out and it don't oh. go nowhere. It's like oh. a tree planted by the water. It shall not be moved. <laughs> Them roots it, are strong, <laughs> son. It was there. So he takes his hand and he realizes he's connected to his, his house. So he cuts the other end of the phone line and drives to the hospital and tells them that uh, he, you know, needs to see a male nurse or a doctor. <laughs> and the, the, the nurse That's what was I like, said for my hemorrhoids, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. The nurse was like, no, no. Well, they finally got a doctor in there and the doctor comes in and he, he's like, what's wrong? And he just whips out his dick and there's a phone cord sticking out of it. And he said, the doctor's so words. So that's where AT&T comes from. <laughs> yeah. Hello? Hello? I'm trying to call Joey. <laughs> it's like those old AT&T commercials. Have you ever shoved a phone line up your dick? You will. And AT&T will be the company that brings it to you. You see that Why Verizon jack you? you sound really muffled. You I can't ver- understand what you're saying. It sounds y- muffled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to you on my dick phone. Can you hear me now? Good. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that when he the doctor in all his bedside manner was just like uh why <laughs> was like that was the question so he said it, what had happened was when i don't know why i'm getting so deep into I this i fell onto the telephone uh, yeah, yeah. i stumbled and fell onto i the was phone. chasing my dog my daughter left her roller skate there <laughs> so i was running some line for at&t right. on top of this boom had to take a piss things happen Shut, don't judge me just get it out <laughs> fell asleep been working 14 hour shifts don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> had a dream I was wiring up a telephone for a customer and woke up Damn, with my dick in my hand. called trying to sell me car warranties yeah. and shit, and I just lost my mind, and one thing led to another. Told him my name was Mike Mayer. <laughs> so, so he said uh, that what had happened was when the phone cord went in, something in his urethra swelled, like he must have nicked something in there, and it swelled, <laughs> and that's why it was stuck. So he said they had to take it like a hot dog and split it. And he's like, and and I think what Officer Brown was trying to do was just like, 
I don't. I think the moral of the story was don't Look, shove boy. stuff. <laughs> don't <laughs> shove nothing up your dickhead. Yeah. I feel One like this. One way sphincter. One way sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> so Lance, you wrote a book. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about stuff other than penis holes and assholes and anal yeah. swabs. Yeah, so we, a good segue coming out of the anal swabs. Yeah. Those are those are mandatory <laughs> anal swabs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, for all of you people that wants us to go to a communist country, there you go. <laughs> you want to well, check? I know what my sequel to this book is going to be about: <laughs> anal swabs. <laughs> How oh COVID God. influenced my life. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, so, man. So yeah, there is a book called All the Right Notes. It is the very first book I've ever written. Uh, pretty much, it's been like my life's work to put this together. It's been a lot of fun yeah what what inspired you to write a book like um just just the music itself or you just thought man some you know somebody could probably relate to these stories right yeah a little bit of both um i was working at a job where i was one of my co-workers was also really much very much into music and every day when he and i would work together we'd be talking about different bands and stuff and different encounters and i would always tell this guy stories of like hey i met bono it's no big deal you know it happened and then there's all these different meet and meet things that have happened to me and so after a while the guy just started not believing me he thought i was like making all this shit up he's like no there's no way that you know and i would have all these stories off the top of my head like he would come up with a band he'd mention i don't know guns and roses or whatever and i'd be like oh yeah there was that time i met slash and you know it, after a while i realized it kind of probably does sound like bullshit because every time he would bring up a band i would have a story it seemed like and so he and i were brainstorming i finally convinced the guy that it was all legit because i never like I never stumbled on telling the story because they were always true. And uh, so anyway, so after a while, it dawned on me. He and I were brainstorming and he said, you should put all this down and write it down and make a book out of it. I'm like, that's a great freaking idea. I should because there's a <laughs> lot of cool stories here. Right. So I started doing it. Actually, it's been about three years. I started working on it about three years ago and it took about two years because I was working full time. And so I would like pretty much like one day a week, I would try to set aside a couple hours that day to uh to work on the book and pound out one of the stories and so after a while i started embellishing and adding other things like you know some like favorite bands and concert stories and other things too so it's not all just you know random encounters and stuff at truck stops it's uh <laughs> <laughs> threw that one in there for the p3 demographic so but it's like you know <laughs> we're all stories about truck stops that's what we do so, here but yeah so it just it all came together i finished it probably a year ago and then i saw the stones like a little before that so i had to add that in finally got to see the stones after all these decades rolling or um, kidney the rolling stones oh, okay. <laughs> yes. so is, what, what other stones are there uh kidney, kidney. yeah oh yeah gotcha. i haven't had that yet I haven't had that pleasure yet of passing Ooh. that through my urethra yeah we got to talk about so, that still you got to get back to the urethra talk you know that's there we all. go yeah and there's only so long we can go without anal swabs coming back up yeah. again it's like every so anyway, five i thought you were saying there's only so long you can go with a urethra i was like you're right yeah. there is about that's a, true about a telephone cord link <laughs> so so that's how it came to be uh, and then, you know, we've talked about BT gave me a hand with it because he's done a couple of other books mm -hmm. about how to gain 500 pounds or something like that. <laughs> I forget what the book's called. Right. Uh, so he's had some experience with putting books together. So he was instrumental in actually fit the physical assembling of the book and stuff. So we got it all assembled. Uh, his daughter helped us out with some of the artwork and we went from there and it's up on Amazon as we speak. Really cool. Well, we were reading through a little bit of it. I haven't been able to read. I'll, I'll be honest. 
I haven't been able to read all of it yet because life has been crazy. Of course. Uh, but I've been reading some of it, and, and it's actually really good. Josh and me have been thum- thumbing through it here. Exactly. Uh, but I think the one thing that stands out the most to us, or to me at least, was the story of you stopping a, I think it was a woman. It, it sounded like a bull. I mean, the shoplifter. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what what title you. I mean, she might be a bull in certain circles, but you stopped a man of a woman from yep. shoplifting. Yeah, I think yep. it was in Walgreens or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and the the connection with that. See, not every story had to do with directly with the artist. So that the connection on that is the fact that at the store I was working at, it was next door to a record store, and Morrissey, the the singer oh, Morrissey, was man. there that day signing autographs, and I, so. The day that he was there signing autographs is the day that I got into this fist fight with a female shoplifter, yes. Uh, and I always likened her to the Tasmanian devil. Because, like, to say that a female shoplifter, like, started fighting with you, you're like, yeah, right. You know, Richard's a former wrestler, so, I mean, I'd sound like a real pussy if I said, you know, she was giving me a run for my money. But she was, like, a little fucking badass. It was like fighting jazz, let's put it that way. That's kind of the, the uh, comparison I could make. And not so, the, the wrestler, yeah, not the music. I got into it. Yeah, the wrestler, so, not the music jazz. You know, right, the exactly. Well, I'd fight jazz anyway. So. <laughs> it's a hard fight, man. There's a lot of people yeah. in New Orleans they got that like it jazz. Like Sesame Street and yeah. shit. Like, it was very profound in my childhood. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, so, that's, Mo- Morrissey, so like I said, so not every God, story man. has a direct connection, but that was the uh, the connection of Morrissey's. The day Dad got arrested, basically, for fighting were, with the shoplifters. Uh, were you a Big Smiths fan or no? Not really, no. I didn't, do, I didn't know much by him, actually. Mm. I, I fucking no. love the Smiths and... Morrissey's <laughs> earlier work, you know, like after uh, he left the Smiths and stuff. I mean, every day is like Sunday is one of the more um, uh, commercial. impactful songs in my life or whatever. Maybe like commercial <laughs> in the sense well, of not, like not, I don't right mean after commercial, he, I just mean popular, like God played yeah, yeah, on the radio. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what people gravitate towards to whenever they right. hear the name Morrissey right. or whatever. But, man, um, it was a happening deal. Like, uh, you said she was trying to steal, what was it, baby formula baby or something? Formula. Yeah, she had, like, a dozen cans of baby formula in her coat. That and that shit's, been... like, that's big. That's yeah. like yes, Campbell's that's a big cans. woman to be, big be, to be wearing Those a coat to where <laughs> you could fit can. 12 cans <laughs> of formula right. in Like, uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a man of a woman. <laughs> yep, yep. She was... <laughs> A little beast. And then we started fighting and she started throwing punches and we, you know, I tackled her kind of into our break room and she, you know, unfortunately our break room is like a typical break room from any other business. We had like can openers and scissors and shit laying around. And so she's coming at me with everything she could get her hands on. So I'm like, well, fuck this shit. I got to put this bitch down. So (laughs) I know she's a woman and all, but, and then the cops come and they arrest both of us. I'm like, I'm in my fucking store. This is the store I manage. You're going to arrest me too? How am wow. I getting arrested? But they took us both in. So, now, yeah. now there was that a... was because you threw hands with this person, or um, or you pissed the cop no, they, off? Because I know, I, yeah, I know that like one of our favorite uh, bullet points of this story is uh, whenever the cops come and you've had your fucking like uh, Iron Man match with this fucking beast of a woman. My you adrenaline know, is off the t- off the charts. And, yeah. and, and dude, honestly, you guys, seriously, whoever's listening to this, you have to go get this book because <laughs> seriously, when I'm reading this, it seems like it took 30 minutes to read it, to read it rather, because there's so much excitement 
surrounding <laughs> this story. It seems like Lance, it's almost like fighting with Catfish Hunter. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> the the catch of a lifetime, if you will. Yep. I mean, like he had to fist fight this woman and fucking yeah. it was like he was going through the double dare obstacle course, <laughs> you know, and uh the, She's you know, Hadoukian Hadoukian uh those uh formula cans at him. Hadouken <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, but it was an entertaining read. But thank you. The uh, the <laughs> the PowerPoint, if you will, of this story was whenever the cops came and this woman, the classic line, the, the yeah. punchline of the story is when the woman says, can I have a, can cigarette? I have a cigarette? Can I have a cigarette? Now, are you just anti-smoking or <laughs> are you anti that bitch having a cigarette? <laughs> I think it was because bitch, yeah. it was because they had had such a battle. And then she yeah. felt like a cigarette is like, you know. When I think of a cigarette, I think of, oh, I have a cigarette after yeah. I, I bang this chick or whatever. Yeah. You know, I don't usually do this, but I'll have a cigarette after this. You know, yeah. it's like uh, you didn't do anything. You didn't fucking win anything, bitch. <laughs> You're going to jail. And and in the book, Lance literally uh, verbatim says, fuck, no, you can't have a cigarette. <laughs> no, you can't have a fucking cigarette. <laughs> so what happened the after that? The cop smacked me in the face. Like uh, the, cop, the, the cop smacked me, and that's when I got arrested. Uh, so, was, so you think maybe the cop was backed by Philip Morris? <laughs> <laughs> Taking food out of my child's mouth, son of a bitch. <laughs> Let the lady have a cigarette. Right. Like, like honestly, man. She's looking through hell. Honestly, looking back at this whole situation, what do you think it was? Do you think it was just your your snarkiness, or like, what do you think it was that set that cop off to to do that? That must have been it, because I've been hearing about my snarkiness since I was a child, you know. So, I mean, I can remember my dad telling me, you're going to get your ass kicked with that mouth one of these days. <laughs> By a woman with formula. <laughs> it still hasn't happened. That was the closest I came, the cop smacking me in the face. And that's when I mouthed off to the cop. I said, what are the Walgreens attorneys going to think about that? And that yeah. was when I got arrested. You know, you know what so, you really would have probably gotten in with? That bitch over there hits harder than you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have appreciated that. So. Uh, oh, my God, man. So, yeah, that story, there's not a ton of, uh, you know, connection to Morrissey there. It just so happened that it was, the, it was <laughs> next door where that was happening, and that's why there were so many people around that day because there was lines around the block to see Morrissey. So, And then afterwards I go into detail about what it was like being in jail and all that kind of stuff. So getting my shoelaces taken out of my shoes and shit like that. Did you get the same ones back? Uh, I, you know, that's a good question. I probably did not. I think they were pink and polka dot or <laughs> right. something. So that I think would be I got my... something from the ladies' cell. That would be my question. Yeah, you got her shoelaces? Yeah. <laughs> just to fuck with me, they gave me her shoelaces. <laughs> they're, knowing her size, they're like 12 times too big for your shoe. <laughs> But I'm it, gonna was say, Tamina. it was Tamina. Yeah. Snuka. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here. I, I'm gonna say a woman of her size, you gotta think she's got big kids. She needed every can of that formula. <laughs> they probably felt sorry for her. You know, they yeah, said she, this woman's stealing baby formula. Have a heart, will ya? you? You yeah. know, she can have all the shit. cigarettes she wants, sir. <laughs> yeah. 
She's got eight kids. She deserves to smoke. I imagine in real life, Lance's adrenaline just started pumping, and he just saw red, and everything that led up to that, he just punched the woman in the face for stealing. (laughs) You're not very far off. You're not too far off. It's like what what he thought he said was, hey, don't do that. Put it back. What he really did was, bitch. (laughs) You're not too far off. (laughs) That's the part he embellished for the book. I'm hoping hoping I can track her down and i can give her a copy of the book i can autograph it for her and you know say thank you for making an appearance oh, in the book there's no way that woman's alive man probably not, <laughs> not, yeah, probably not. not with those life choices if, if you if you've yeah. got gargantuan kids and by the by the boatload apparently because she was stealing so much and you're yeah. fighting somebody tooth and nail in a walgreens <laughs> and willing to stab them there's no way you're making it I'm out. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking, well, this was in the mid 90s, and oh, God, that's yeah. probably a diabetic's rage at best. What happened, you know, with the fight with you? She's probably at least had a stump cut off by the <laughs> mid 2000s. So she's Hopefully. probably she's probably gone by now. Rest in yeah. peace there, Big Samoan woman. Yeah. Big mama. Big Samoan woman. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what was big that Tamina. one from Glow? What was that one from Glow? Uh, big Bad Mama. She did the voodoo curses and shit. Oh, yeah. From uh, Glow? Yeah. yeah. Matilda the Hun? Was that from that era? Uh, I remember Liberty. I remember my, my aunt. Nah, I bet you do. My aunt uh, used to record. She had, hold on. Uh, let me play this sound clip. Uh, oh, clip. Where is it? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at, Josh? Just start pressing buttons. It'll it'll work out. Oh, here it is. Shit! Yes. I'm going to take that black box away from you. My, uh, my, uh, my aunt had a black box at the time, and she would record me wrestling. Well, she just saw wrestling on one day, and she recorded Glow. <laughs> and they, I remember she didn't me. Know any better. No, no. I was like, just what? Wrestling. I was like, what? 12, 13? I was at prime spanking at age. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Josh was over the house. I was like, look at what my, my aunt recorded me Glow. And we were like, ha ha, they can't wrestle that. We ain't going to watch this. And we watched it. And we were like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> I used to watch Glow at my aunt's house, man. She was a Sunday school teacher. Like, I got a lot of dirty looks. But it was like, it's wrestling. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's so funny how that, you know, if you look back on that, that quality of that product was so bad. It was just so atrocious. And then you watch the show on Netflix and it's like really good. You know what I mean? Like it's right. such a weird dichotomy that that horrible, horrible show turned into a great television show talking about it. Yeah. So. I, I love the television show on Netflix, yeah. but the real life, I'm trying to think, was her name Liberty or was it? Lib- it wasn't Liberty Bell. It wasn't Liberty Bell was on the show. Yeah. There was a wrestler named Liberty and it was towards like the nineties or you know, early mid nineties of Liberty of, of, of glow when it was starting to go well, out. My favorite was always uh lady Hollywood Godiva. Lady yeah. Godiva because yeah, I, thought, Vine, yeah. I thought Lady Godiva at one point would actually come totally nude on that horse that she used to ride. And I was thinking, at some point, they're going to show his lady's tits. <laughs> so it's worth point, continuing to watch the show. Yeah, I'm going to take that black box away from you. And they never did. No tits. Yeah. So Lady Godiva, you know, some of the music stories in the book happened at Godiva. So that's kind of funny that you mentioned it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Segways. I, I just remember the the show we got, like, like I said, the, there was a girl named Liberty on there. And she just, she was enhanced up top, but she wasn't the best wrestler. And beforehand, she was supposed to be doing the Pledge of Allegiance. And she turns her back to her opponent. And I think she knew knew the drop kick was coming or the attack was coming. So the whole time she's like preparing for it, she's like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. (laughs) 
like she was scared to yeah. take the shot. Bracing for impact. Yeah. Of the yeah, United States. Of, and she gets hit. She's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Drops everything. Uh, but yeah, man, like, I just, I remember Glow. And, and like you said, the show was really good. Have you watched Glow, Josh? The show on Netflix? Uh, a couple episodes of I'm, the first I'm, season. And I'm very disappointed they, did, turned out. they closed. They didn't it. come back, yeah. Yeah, like. They had started. I think they started a fourth season and then they just had to shut down and then Netflix canceled it altogether. Uh, so I hated that. It, it At first it didn't, it wasn't doing anything for me because I started watching it like, I don't know, at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. And, um. Uh, by that point, it had already gotten all the praise and everybody accolades and all this great, you know, press. And I went into it with really high expectations. And then I'm watching the first couple of them and I'm like, eh, this is okay. And people kept telling me, stick with it, stick with it, it gets better. And sure enough, it did. It did. It totally got better. So I was totally hooked on it by the end of that third season. Yeah. Uh, I was really hoping they'd come back. Just you know, And I kind of like saw Mark Marin in a different light, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you see him and you hear his comedy and everything. And then you see him. He's totally believable as that yeah. Hollywood producer, scumbag promoter. Uh, right. I mean, it's just like, wow, everything about this is really good. I liked it. And then to see, like, wrestlers in it, like Carlito and, and uh, right. Brodus Clay. Uh, Chavo. Chavo was in it. Chavo um, so and it was like interesting you know as longtime wrestling fans to look at it and try to figure out who was who like the david mclean character that was obvious you know and the fact that he married one of the girls and it was all a sham marriage and everything so it was good i i enjoyed it. i thought it got really good by the end of it so well, we started off this podcast uh we, our interview with you we started it off with uh goo goo dolls and mm-hmm. i think this is the first time that i have been in the majority of the company of having the majority of liking Goo Goo Dolls and Josh being on the outs. Because Josh About is... time. Yeah, like, usually Josh is like, well, I like this band. Well, we kind of fall right in line with the bands we like, but there are certain uh-huh. songs and certain bands that I like that Josh just... I've been putting up with people bitching about Goo Goo Dolls for so long <laughs> because people that used to like them and thought they were punk when they came out of Buffalo and people thought they were cool and they've gotten softer and softer over the years have gone on. Um, but I've seen those guys live like at least a dozen times and they're amazing. They're so energetic. Yeah. They're so good live. They're so it's just you, and you know every song. It's like really rare unless it's something from a brand new album or something when they kick into it during the concerts. You know every song. They've had that many hits that you just don't even think about. So they're amazing. They're awesome. I, I'm glad I had an opportunity. I met a couple of them. That's in the book. Um, but I've seen them so many times. The one thing that actually sucks is the the most recent album is a Christmas album. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much where you jump the shark when you do a Christmas <laughs> album. So I don't so know, man. We don't have a leg to stand on against Josh on that one. So, uh, you know, that I, album like terrible. I said, I liked. Um, I was a big, humongous Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Like, the whole series, you know, like, my cousins were a little older than me, and I remember being fucking four years old watching the original Nightmare and then fucking rolling on or whatever, but the Goo Goo Dolls were over with me back in, like, 91 because of that song, I'm Awake Now. They were on the fucking uh, uh, Freddy's Dead soundtrack and whatnot, and they actually, you know, I remember seeing that video on uh, Beavis and Butthead and stuff. I was like, that's awesome. You know, that's uh, the song from uh, from Freddy. I'm awake now. And it's a little slower in the beginning, but like... <laughs> so is Josh. <laughs> dude, they actually rock out. And they do. to they me, do. it just seemed like they kind of got more a little 
commercialized this, or whatever. This is the song if you don't know what Josh is talking about. You can tell there's a little bit more rock guitar influence there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if you've heard some of their newer stuff, they've definitely... But, I mean, here's what they've done. And, I, you know, I'm going to say this from a wrestling fan's point of view. They're they're like Chris Jericho. They, they, they reinvent they themselves. Reinvent themselves and, yeah, yeah. And even some of their newest stuff uh, hasn't strayed away from some of their old school sound, but right. still have pop influences in it. The oh, funny just... thing is the Robbie, you know, there's the bass player, Robbie, that, you know, the shaggy looking guy. There's the pretty boy. Johnny is the main singer that has all the big hits and everything. Um, and then Robbie, they throw in like two Robbie songs on every album. It's like almost contractually they have to put this misfit songs on there, you know, just to get them on there. So whenever I see them in concert, they'll usually put three or four Robbie songs back to back. And that's like when everybody goes to the bathroom, obviously, because <laughs> it's a Robbie song, you know. Yeah, so. is there anything worse than hearing uh, a band saying, uh, uh, you know, this is one from our new album <laughs> during a concert? <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is one of the newer songs that they have. It's a couple years old, but yeah. but you can hear definitely the pop influences on this one. And I mean, I still like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah for sure. This is called uh, Google Dolls Rebel Beat. And it, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's catchy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's poppy, but still, I mean, they're reinventing themselves because, I mean, you can die on that sword. I mean, if you want to play, you know, hey, I'm going to be a hard rock band. I mean, I mean, cool. You didn't sell out, but <laughs> you're going to die you know, penniless. You know, <laughs> I was talking. We were. I was talking on another show about like the concept of rock radio. There is no more rock radio. I think that's why a lot of these bands like them, they kind of fall in between where there's nobody playing their music right now because right. any rock stations, like I was doing some research for my next upcoming podcast and there's a half dozen rock radio stations in a city the size of Chicago and they're all classic rock stations. So, right. you know, they're playing Led Zeppelin and Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith and stuff like that. But current rock bands aren't getting any radio airplay because there's just no, there's no outlet for them. So right. I think that nobody's playing current Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know what station would be playing that right now, even though it's great stuff outside of that Christmas album. <laughs> so you were probably pretty psyched like me to see uh, them make an appearance on the Christmas shows, the Christmas yeah, parade yeah. and yeah. the new year's yeah. day. Uh, although yeah. I will say uh, that lead singers, uh, He's had some nip and tuck stuff yeah. action, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually uh, have been fortunate enough to go to one Goo Goo Dolls concert. See, I'm a I'm a sister sister Hazel fan. And, they're okay. And, yeah, they're okay. And they they're one of those bands, aside from their Christmas album, <laughs> that I can <laughs> listen to everything they've got out there. And yeah. um, I'll say this: when we were we were at a concert in uh, for Sister Hazel, we were at a concert in Mississippi, in South Haven, Mississippi. And South Haven uh, had this fair. It was like a carnival type thing they were doing, but they had this area that you could buy tickets and you could go and sit at this amphitheater and watch the Strazel. Well, it was an outdoor event and it was raining like 
harder than I've ever heard it rain. No lightning, no thunder, just rain. Just pouring, yeah. Yeah, and there was like maybe 120 of us because the rain had scared everybody else off. And the tickets weren't that expensive. But I remember we sat out there in the rain the whole show. I mean, it was an awesome event because we just had, we had ponchos. We met some people standing out in the rain. We were talking, hanging out, laughing, going back and forth to the beer tent. And, and you know, it was, you know, to me, it was just like, hey, this is awesome. This is something, yeah. you know, you remember, you're standing out in the rain listening to music. This is awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, after the show was over, the lead singer, uh, Ken Block, came out with his guitar and came out in the middle of all of us and just started playing and singing with us. Very cool. Like, really cool. So I was like, I will never not be a fan of them. And uh, Right. But yeah, one of the uh, one of the Goo Goo Dolls concert was with uh, I want to say he had Daughtry opening up. Yep. And yep. Uh, I want to say who else was on that tour? But, uh, they had Lifehouse with them in the past. Yeah. Um, they had one of those dudes that won American Idol. Yeah, Daugh- I can't think Daughtry. Of Daughtry. Chris Daughtry. No, no, no. Besides him, I've oh. seen them with another guy. There was a blonde guy that won American Idol, a white blonde white guy. I can't remember his name, but he opened for them one time too. I saw. So. Bo-bice. Oh, um, Michelle Branch. I saw Michelle Branch open for him too. Now, what happened to her? Like, because here's the thing: she had like probably one of the like biggest pop debut albums ever. Like that whole, and then she's doing stuff with Santana and uh, yeah. and and. Uh, uh, gosh, Rob Thomas. She's doing stuff with yeah. those guys, and then all of a sudden, the next time I see her, she's like on stage in a cowboy hat with like another chick in there, <laughs> like in a duo now. She's she's married to God. I can't think of the guy's name, but she's married to a guy that's in like an emo band, and she had a kid. I think they had two kids now, and so I think she's pretty much semi-retired. Yeah. So she'll she's on Twitter and she's around and stuff, but I I can't even remember the last time she put out any music. Yeah. So, I mean, early 2000s, man, she was just She's like the female version of hit it and quit it. She like <laughs> she fucking hit the big time early, got her money and got yeah. the fuck out. And she's so, living off royalties at this point, probably. So. She, uh, I, there was, it, it's in there in the book, but there was a chance I got to meet her too. She's smoking. I mean, she's stunning. You wouldn't even think about it when you just, you know, you, you hear about her, you hear her on the radio. But she is gorgeous. She's really pretty. So yeah, I mean, I remember that. The only time, the two things I think about when I see when I see her, I think about well, more than two. I think about the that pair, <laughs> no, the left one and the right one. Yeah. <laughs> I think about how when she started, she was everywhere, like everywhere. And then I remember her being drunk at the MTV Music Awards where she won those awards. She's like, everybody shut up. <laughs> then I remember, you know, like I said, her collaborating she Kanye before Kanye. I, yeah, <laughs> I remember her. Uh, celebrating not celebrating but i remember her being on stage or being doing the song with santana and all that and then i remember her in the cowboy hat and that's the only four times i remember and i remember i want to say that was an american idol thing and like she was performing with steve martin as well and i was like i didn't know steve martin played music and he had a banjo up there and i was like what in the fuck is going on right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah He's but, a serious I, and then musician. there was all the people that mistook her for there was Vanessa Carlton, there was Avril Lavigne. I mean, there was like a whole bunch of girls that were out at that time that everybody mm. just they couldn't tell them apart. Right. So Michelle Branch was one of those. So he's in Black Keys. His name's Patrick Carney. I just looked it up. So that he's in Black Keys. So like I said, an emo pop, angsty kind of band. So I yeah. think she's just taken more to being a mom and being a wife and has put the music in the backseat in the rearview mirror for. Yeah. Oh, those guys for the Black Keys, they're like 
fucking multi-cajillionaires or whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, so she, she probably do doesn't shit. need to work. She'll sing background on one of their tracks or something and yeah. call it a day. I'll tell you this. As somebody that used to like to wrestle, like I think one of the things my passion was, I used to love to wrestle. And then after like about 10, 9, 10 years in, it got to the point where, hey, this is a job. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like, you, you yeah, become, I know sure. that sounds stupid. You know, you should always think, hey, this is a job. But in your mind, you, you look at wrestling as the through the eyes of a kid. And you're like, hey, I just want to I just want to go out there and entertain and stuff. And then you would go through these moments where you were like, hey, I'm going to get back in. And I've had a few of those moments since I stopped sure. wrestling. I was like, hey, I'm going to go back. I'm going to wrestle. And you get in there and it's not even the bumps. It's like the drive, like the whole way there. You're driving, you know, an hour and a half away and you're going why the fuck am I doing this? You know, I for a hot dog, for yeah, a hot dog and a I, Coke. I just left my family who I love. And now I realize like, Hey, I want to be with them this weekend. Like they're always doing something cool. Like, Hey, we're going to go swimming at my aunt's house. You want to come? My no. aunt's so hot. She's got like a two piece. It's awesome. <laughs> Josh has different family members than I do. We're going to go snip uh, telephone wires out back. After we're done. <laughs> have, some, have some real fun. And the whole way I'm going to Ripley, Tennessee, I'm like, damn, I could be shoving telephone wires up my dick. <laughs> Why am I wrestling this week? But I mean, that's, so, that's the thing. No, I was going to say to bring it full circle when you're talking about the rainstorm and Sister Hazel and the rain. Goo Goo Dolls has a DVD out of, it's called, I think it's called Live in Buffalo. It's probably from about 15 years ago where they're playing live an outdoor show. And about halfway through the show, it starts pouring rain and they continue doing the show. And I remember like they probably still did about 10, 12 songs after the rain was pouring and they're soaked and they're on stage and they're playing electric guitars and shit. I'm like, how are people not dying? You know, they're right. playing electric guitars on stage <laughs> getting drenched. And they finished the show, and it actually really added to the atmosphere. So to your point about Sister Hazel, I can totally see that being cool. Yeah, now now, now stuck in my hand is, after the rain washes away. Oh, Nelson. <laughs> after, you, said after the ra- you said after the rain, and it just popped in my head. I was yeah. like, but no, one thing they will tell you that Sister Hazel probably didn't tell us that night. Well, we saw it. They didn't have to tell us. They had a huge tarp roof like covering up most of their electrical equipment. Uh, but so, but it's just something, I guess, romantic about like yeah, uh, totally. seeing an artist play a guitar in the rain, the pouring down rain. Like I always think back to that spring break with Gavin Rosdale standing on the stage playing by himself uh, Glycerine in the yeah. rain. It's like, man, that's so fucking cool. All those yeah. other bandmates were pussies that didn't want to get electrocuted. <laughs> Not even the drummer. You know what I mean? Like the drummer. Get on the fucking percussion, you <laughs> fucking cunt. I'm going to play Glycerine. No, I don't Wait, want the sniffles. Bill Dundee was with that band? <laughs> yeah. Bill Dundee was in Bush? No, brother, I don't want the sniffles, brother. I'm not going to get on that snare drum, brother. It's going to make my hair die run, brother. It's like an oil leak on the stage, brother. I ain't doing it. The marquee does not say anything about raining. <laughs> Man, you guys are going to have a field day when Bill Dundee meets his untimely demise doing that episode. Oh, I actually, I, I would hate that because... Well, Bruno shit the bed for us at one point, so yeah. man, we had big things planned for Bruno San Martino. People are shitting and... the bed, too? Is this a thing? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing, too. I'm going to be people honest with you. Bed? I shit the bed when I was little. I ain't no lie. I was mesmerized. I was like, how do you do that? Well, I, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking like that, you know, we've we've gone back for months and months about you not believing my story there. The other thing, I saw somebody do this today, and this is the other one. I thought, man, I should tell those guys that I've never done this either. I'm walking down the street, and this guy hawks a spit, like just 
uh, three feet. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever spit in my life. I don't think I've ever <laughs> He's spit. He's a swallow. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait to tell Richard and Josh that I've never spit in my life. You know? No, I haven't always swallowed. I know that's <laughs> But I've never spit. I've really honestly never spit. So there you go. There's yeah. something else I haven't done that you can I, call well, me I, on for the next six I months. I think there's two types of people, Josh. I think there's the people that have shit their pants <laughs> and fucking liars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You can't tell me that you haven't had diarrhea or like some kind of stomach ailment and sneezed, you know, at some point. <laughs> like that's just or coughed or nope. just said, "I've got a fart. Let's just see how this goes. I'm gonna roll nope. the dice here." <laughs> We've no, all had I, a- I was. Uh, I don't even know if I want to tell this story. I was out. I was on a date. It's been a, it's been forever since this, but I was on a date and the girl farted in my apartment and I'm on the first date and I'm like. <laughs> the fuck is that like you feel this comfortable with me already i mean it kind of you know i was like oh i guess you do feel comfortable with me okay so you're actually farted out loud in front of me on a first date i'm like that's actually kind of flattering thank you so well i mean there is something to be said for like when you start dating somebody you have to act like you don't shit pee right exactly. i mean you can pee spit, peeing is spit. okay peeing is okay but you cannot poop or poot uh, poot or, or fart or you can't fart no, absolutely <laughs> that don't exist so, i mean i think it's so, a monumental time in your relationship when you actually fart in front of your significant other right uh, wasn't there a like didn't you have one story with your daughter at, at thanksgiving or something or am i thinking of another podcast like there was like some big farting contest or something oh, that wasn't me I don't no, know. No. Richard, <laughs> richard shit his pants at a colin ray concert yeah. then did his fucking laundry in the sink well used the goddamn air dryer i was so gonna t- i was trying to save the underwear his underwear because that's my story. That's my so you story. could probably write a book like mine where you talk about things that happened at concerts, you know, and that would be like the lead story. You, you know, know, I didn't start. You ever, you ever had a guy walk in on you ringing <laughs> shit out of your fucking BBDs in a toilet sink <laughs> at the Ryman Auditorium? Well, I have. I think what the uh, funny thing was, was, you know. Uh, you know, my wife and uh, and my sister in law were like, "Where have you been?" And I didn't have the the balls. I shit my pants. I've been trying to salvage the situation. <laughs> like I was thinking, I was like, "I got to get these clean so I can put them back on." It didn't dawn on me until after like my, my second rinse and repeat that I was like, "I could just toss these motherfuckers and just go commando." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it so fucking monumental. Is you spent like 20 minutes. I missed one boy, one girl. <laughs> Two hearts beating wildly by Colin Ray. Like as you I'm, didn't the, you didn't have the ball to tell him. Yeah, I didn't have the. I didn't have the ball. I didn't have a ball. Yeah, I, I thought you said balls. I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh man, this, we this know, show. We all know when we're talking about Richard, there's no S attached to that shit. Yeah, singular. <laughs> well, man, we we have went completely overtime. Uh, Lance, I know you're doing. You've got the book. We've plugged the book. Uh, go pick it up it's a great read uh hopefully we've done it just as selling it a little bit today there's great stories in there you can tell lance is a good guy he rolls with the punches uh he he has a good sense of humor just like us if you like us go check out his book but uh where else can they find you lance they can find you over there with bt can't they 
So on stspod.club, you can find all of our shows. Uh, the main ones is What the Fuck News, the WTF News Desk we do. Chokehold is usually my show, doing interviews. Uh, we're getting, we're finna, if I can get Southern <laughs> for a moment, we're finna launch the Record Store, which is going to be a music podcast that I'm going to be doing uh, that kind of dovetails from the book. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff on stspod.club. So look for that, look for us there. Uh, and like Richard said, you can find the book on Amazon. It's called All the Right Notes. I'd appreciate it. You can, if you're in Chicago, how's your Chicago demographic? Pretty strong, yeah, I bet. It's hit or miss. Okay. All right. So you can find the book at Rolling Stone Records in Chicago as well. So nice. definitely it's all over the place. Um, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about it. And I definitely appreciate you guys plugging it as much as you have. I you guys are the best thank you yeah not a problem man hey it's it's a friendship thing here and uh i know like i said we've uh we've known each other now for a couple of years through through bt and it was like yeah. this guy's cool why not why not throw him a solid you know he's he's for as much as you guys hated me at first <laughs> well josh oh, that hated was you josh more. yeah josh right? <laughs> i was just josh is more of the uh fuck this man we're gonna kill him <laughs> well i made the joke before I, I made the joke on twitter not that long ago i'm like i how come you guys can do the southern accents and stuff and it's fine and it's funny it's entertaining but if i do it i'm like the antichrist it's cultural you know? appropriation so, i guess so so if you guys ever want to make jew jokes i'm all on board with no. it, it. Well, we, we, have. We, we want to we just can't <laughs> i give you permission hey, yeah no. i don't think our hr team at work will oh, see it that way. <laughs> that, can you that, do that chinese accent for me just I can't. <laughs> I want to so bad. <laughs> I want to say we swab your asshole, and you know how I want to say it. But we swab your asshole now. While wearing a while wearing a Jufro wig. No, I want to say. <laughs> man, can you imagine we if that got out? Asshole. Oh, Josh is gonna do it. Oh man, but you can edit that out. Yeah, I'll edit that oh, out. But no, I mean y'all y'all got video. No, I was gonna say. Uh, Josh was more like, uh, you know, we, we, I think the whole thing about us being upset about that is we didn't know you, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, you know, it's okay when somebody pokes fun at you that, you know, it's like your friend, right. pokes but you have an outside entity going, fuck you, y'all are stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, shots fired, you know? So, but yeah, no, we got to know the, you. The thing with me is nothing offends me and right. I don't take very much seriously. So I don't even think twice before I make that joke or the you know the chinese voice or right. anything because like i said i am like i am solid steel in terms of the fact that nothing offends me you well, know so challenge I mean, you can accepted, go anywhere friend. with any kind of joke and i'd be fine with it so challenge accepted yeah there we go okay <laughs> but no i mean y'all got uh, one more time before we leave y'all got video over there now at sts right yeah, you got, uh, we do at least two shows a week. Uh, it's usually me with him like once a week or every other week. Uh, and then it's usually him doing interviews the other show. So yeah, we got a video. It's on YouTube, uh, shooting the shiznit. Find us there. Find us on Twitter. He posts like every hour on the hour on Twitter. So, I mean, you can definitely, if you can't find us, it's um, Chocolatier LL is me. And then Comic Book Mark BT is Trammel. It does the show. So right. look for us there. Well, go check them out. Go check out the book. Lance, thanks for being a part of P3 thanks Radio. So much, and Josh, it's about that time. We got to get out of here as well. Uh, tell them where they can go to find our uh, in our social media, our email, our phone number. Give, give them the works there. All that jazz, my friend. Well, if you're on Twitter, we are at P3 Radio, the number one on Facebook. Put in that search bar, Pop Poncho, and you will find our profile picture. And if you want to get old school, leave us a text message, send us a voicemail. Hell, we might play it on the show. You never know. Our phone number is 731-300-6675.
Well, that's going to do it for us. For Josh Barley, this is Richard Mulliken. Thanks once again to Lance Levine. We'll see you next time. For Josh Barley, this is Richard Mulliken saying good night. <laughs>